Good morning. Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 2nd, and this is Eternity Daily Devotions. We've been doing this for a long time now. It's become part of my, my routine, part of my habit, something I look forward to each morning, just being able to open God's Word and uh, share with you. I find it fruitful and beneficial, helpful for me. So I'm so glad that you're taking the time today, whether live uh, in person here on, on YouTube or Facebook or whenever you happen to catch this video. I'm so, so glad that you are taking the time to do this because this really is one of the most important things that we can do is, is ground our lives in God's word and, and in God's presence through prayer. I'm uh, often struck by one of the phrases that's attributed to Martin Luther. It uh, could be him, his or, or others that you know, he said, I have so much work to do. I have so much to do that I have to spend three hours in prayer. I have to spend hours in prayer in order to get it all done. It's a counterintuitive sometimes to our logical sense, but grounding ourselves, being, being rooted in, in God's presence is so important, so good for us as, as his people that remind ourselves who we are, uh, to whom we belong. And so let's do just that. We'll uh, open with prayer. We'll read some of, of God's word, God's very uh, life-giving presence to us we find there. And we'll go on our day. So would you pray with me? Mas Master designer, with a majestic and gracious hand, you created all things bright and beautiful. We bow before you, Lord, in worship because you alone are worthy of our thanks and praise. Amen. So we continue in our, our pattern, our habit here of reading from one of the Psalms and then from the gospel reading today. So we'll start with Psalm 105 uh, verses 8 to 15. Psalm 105 verses 8 to 15. Speaking of God, the psalmist writes, he remembers his covenant forever, the word he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you, I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. But they were few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it. They wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake he rebuked kings. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. So here the psalmist is recalling the, the promises of God, that God would be uh, with his people that God was, was establishing and building them, that he would give them a land, a place that they belong, a place to call their own. Some of the, the imagery, uh, some of the backstory to that word covenant, that promise of God, that God will never forsake them, that he has called them just as he has called us, all those who believe and trust in him to be his people, people he will never forsake. And yet, as, as just as few verses make clear, 
it didn't always go uh, smoothly. Just because God promised that they would, he would give them a, a land, that he would give them a place to belong, it didn't just happen like that. It didn't just happen like that. They instead wandered around. You can read the story for yourself. They wandered around for years. Sometimes it feels like we've been wandering around for years. Maybe these past six months have felt like years dragging on, unsure of what's happening, unsure of what's going on. Seems sometimes to be a, a lonely, a desolate, a deserted place. And yet we, we know, we look to God's word as truth. In it, we find his promises to us. That he won't leave us. He won't forsake us. That we have nothing to be afraid of. Even through all the uncertainty of life. Our God is there. He is powerful. He hasn't forgotten us. He hasn't forgotten you. I don't know what you are going through this morning. The struggles or the joys you're facing. But I do know that God hasn't given up on you. God hasn't given up on you. Let's turn now to Luke 22. We read the first 13 verses yesterday. We'll read verses uh, 14 to 23 this morning. Luke 22, verses 14 to 23. It says, when the hour came, this is a... Uh, nearing the Passover meal, the uh, Thursday before, the night before, actually the night that Jesus is, is arrested, uh, given over to death. It says, when the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The son of man will go as has been declared, decreed. But woe to that man who betrays him. And they began to question amongst themselves, which of them it might be who would betray Jesus. A very familiar passage, a very familiar story here. Uh, but what, what stood out for me this morning as I, I read it is, you know, the fact sometimes I like to, to try and, and place myself in the story. I think that's a helpful way of, of reading scripture sometimes. Uh, you know, choose a character, choose somebody who's there and, and imagine yourself there. Immerse yourself in the story. You know, I imagine uh, myself as Jesus, it's probably not <laughs> what you want to do, but but uh, try to put yourself in, in Jesus' uh, shoes. I'm not thinking more highly of myself than I ought here. Uh, 
But try to put yourself in, in Jesus' shoes here. He's gathered his disciples. He knows all that's happening, how just in a few hours he's going to be arrested. He's going to be on trial. He's going to be, uh, you know, beat and, and suffer and die. And Jesus sits his followers down at the table. He's, this is my last meal together. You know, I just want it to go well. Imagine taking your kids out to supper. You know, don't embarrass me. Don't do, you know, it's like we don't go out often, at least in our family. You know, we, we don't go out often. You know, don't, don't do anything too, too outlandish. Jesus is sharing as they sit around the table. This is, this is it. This is it. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. The disciples don't really clue into that. Instead, what, what strikes me is that, you know, Jesus says this. He says, I'm, I'm going to suffer. This is the last meal I'm going to eat with you before I suffer. And at the very end of our passage, apparently completely missing the, the context, the significance, the importance of what Jesus is doing and saying, the disciples turn and question, is, is it me that's going to betray him? And you think Jesus, you know, just shaking his head. Guys, you don't get it. Guys, you don't understand what's happening. What I just said to you. How often do we do that? Quickly turn to our own issues, our own needs. You know, we focus in on, on ourselves, how we might be impacted, how we might, uh, uh, you know, be inconvenienced or or anything else like that. We quickly turn to ourselves and often fail to grasp what's actually happening around us. Jesus says, don't you get it? I'm, I'm doing this most important thing. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. I'm going to rise again for you. And you're busy bickering. You're busy arguing amongst yourselves. And Jesus' encouragement to us today is is not to get lost in our own pettiness, not to get lost in our own busyness or our own lives, our own worries, but to, to remain focused on him, on, on who he is, on his, on his love, on his forgiveness, his grace, his goodness to us. Would you pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you did send your son Jesus, that, that you are true to your word, that you fulfill your promises, that you never leave us or forsake us, even though sometimes, Lord, we question that. Even though sometimes we question when it's quiet, when you're quiet, when you don't seem to act, when you don't seem to intervene, when, when we live with a, a pandemic in a world that seems to be going uh, uh, topsy-turvy and upside down. Sometimes, Lord, we, we admit to questioning your, your promises, your presence with us. But Lord, sometimes we also are so busy with ourselves our own worries, our own concerns, our own, our own questions. We fail to see you. For that, Lord, we are sorry. Confess that we need you, that we continually fall short of your covenant, your promise that you've invited us into. We pray for your Holy Spirit to shape us, to shape in us lives that love you and follow you wholeheartedly with all that we do. For it's in the assurance of your, your word, of your promises, that we boldly pray together this morning. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So I'll leave you with a couple watchwords this morning. A few of these uh, passages, just some short thoughts for you to, to reflect on, to chew on today. The first one comes from Psalm 148, verses 3 and 5. It says, Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. For he commanded, and they were created. And from Revelation 4.11, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So mindful of all of this and God's promises to us, 